Hello, and welcome to Rocket Talk, the Tor.com podcast, uh, I guess. I'm here tonight with Robert uh, Benson, uh, uh, Bennett, John, Ch- Be- Robert Jackson Why? Bennett. Why are you doing this? He is the author of a novel called The City of Stairs and yes. a new one titled The City of Blades. There's no the. It's just city of and then the word. That's, that's it. It's very easy. Did I say V? You said the city of stairs. Oh, yes, the city. Yes. They're going to Google this, and it's going to be wrong. But, it, yes, that's correct. Anyway, I'm sorry for interrupting. That's quite all right. You, he is the author of, of books that begin with city, have the word of, and then a object uh, of the city. Yes. He's also written some other novels, uh, like The Troop and American Elsewhere and mm. Mr. Shivers mm. and The Company Man. He's won some awards. Hmm? Like the Shirley Jackson Award and right. the Edgar Award. And he has lost some awards, yes. like the World Fantasy Award. Yes, I lost it to David Mitchell, that young whippersnapper from Ireland, who I, I think he's I think he's I think he's gonna go places. I think I think that that young man has got some cinnamon in his pants and he's gonna find himself in there. But but before we get too deep into, into talking about this, I wanted to thank you, Justin. I know this is a little bit unusual for you to join me here. I know normally we do things over Skyping and, and the internet, but I'd like to thank you for joining me in person tonight uh, to record this podcast at my favorite restaurant, uh, Usignolo here, uh, down by the Riverwalk. Uh, there are ducks in the water, the trees are, are outside, and we're just too well-dressed Young men in a candlelit environment talking about genre fiction with piano music in the background. And that's all very, that's excellent to me. That's, that's excellent to me. And I want to let you know that to make it a little bit more excellent, I went ahead and ordered some Palaria Rosso del Soprano from 2009. Be delicious. It's like opening a bouquet of roses inside your mouth, which I think will just make this evening just a little bit more succulent. Well, 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 thank you, Robert. I have to admit, this is the first time anybody's ever talked about something blooming in my mouth here well, on Rocket Talk. We're gonna we're gonna do a lot of new things tonight, and you're gonna like it. I'm excited. Uh, I, I'm really also enjoying the, the beautiful view down here at the Riverwalk. Although I although I live here, I don't frequently get down here. It's a bit of a, a bit of a tourist trap. So, well, shut up. All, 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 all right then. I. Well, we're just here to we're just here to talk and and amble down lanes of conversation about genre fiction in this candlelit environment to well dressed. I must has I must say, very quickly, that your shirt is impeccably starched. I do I do think that the cuffs of your sleeves could cut cheese and not and not soft cheese, but like really hard cheese that you really have to shave get that cheese off that's and that's a compliment and you can feel free to smile well well thank you robert and i i, I suppose here at usignolo we could ask them to bring a block of cheese to test did, your did i tell you that 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 the name of the restaurant is italian for nightingale isn't that wonderful i think that's wonderful <laughs> that's wonderful it is wonderful yes so do you, do you have any nightingales in your book no, no, I don't. I don't think I. I think I have a pretty strict rule that there are no birds in my book, because even though I love this restaurant and I love to say the word usignolo, usignolo, I generally think birds are pieces of shit, and I don't like them in my books, and I don't like them around me very much. 
They're like little flying gobbets of unblinking weirdness, and I hate them. Ah, uh, yes. Here, here. Hold on a sec. Here. Ah, yes. The Paliroso de Soprano, 2009. Delicious. Thank you, Giuseppe. Thank you. Yes, here. Cheers. Cheers. Ah, you know, 2009 is a very special year for me. And do you know why? Uh, but why? Because that was the year I bought my Kia Sophia. And it is a delightful little ride. It's just delightful. And it's used. That's financially responsible. Well, as a, as a writer, I suppose that financial responsibility is a very large part of your life. Oh, it's key. It's very key. You know, some days I want to go out and just buy a whole bouquet of roses, but instead what I do is I sit around at home on my phone looking at bouquets of roses and pictures of sage and just enjoying myself. I do it for hours. Speaking of bouquets of roses, this this wine is delicious. It really is. It really is blooming in my mouth. Yes, it is. Here, let's here. Let's let's go in. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Isn't life better with a glass of Palario Rosso da Soprano 2009 in your hand and in your mouth and in your belly? I think so. Well, we'll talk about my belly for just a moment because <laughs> I because I because I've been lucky enough to to devour uh, your book, uh, oh, The City of Blades. Or, that I'm segue sorry, I'm was sorry. remarkable. That yeah. was a good segue. Thank you. I am. I do do this professionally. Yes. Do you? Do they pay you? They do. Oh. They do. But much wow. but much like you as a writer. Why? <laughs> <laughs> That's some humor. I'm sorry. I've had a little bit too much of Le Pali Rosso del Soprano 2009. It's in me now. It's like a fire. I'm sorry. Let's keep talking about that thing you said. Yes. Well, I, as I said, I was I have devoured your book, uh, not the City of Blades, but City of Blades. Yes. And, and I quite enjoyed it. I, I must Good. say. Good. Uh, some some might say it's even better than your award nominated uh, novel, City of Stairs. How do yeah. you re- how do you respond to those types of uh, uh, lines of discussion where people claim that your second book is better than your first? Well, uh, it is interesting. There are some people who say that City of Stairs is better, and there are some people who say that City of Blades are better, and both of them are wrong. That's it. That's how I feel. That's it. So rather than say that all opinions are valid, you're, you're saying that all opinions are invalid. Well, they're not mine. So by default, those opinions are pretty wrong. But I would say that, you know, and this is between you and me and the Palari Rosso de Soprano 2009, that I do think that City of Stairs is possibly a more technically accomplished novel. It is a fine little machine that does things quickly and does things well. Although some people, of course, will disagree with that. And those people, of course, are wrong. But, but, City of Blades, while it is a larger novel, it is a, and maybe a little bit messier. It is about larger and messier things. Uh, And it is probably more emotionally resonant than City of Stairs is. It's about war and death and uh, getting naked by the sea. I think I, I think I, yes, that's in there, of course. It's not about nightingales. Uh, and it's just about uh, the point in time in which you have started to change, but are wondering if you really can change. And all the characters in the novel are questioning that themselves, yes. That's quite interesting. Uh, have you looked at the menu? Oh, well. Uh, I would highly recommend the roasted duck breasts with farro risotto and duck confit. And I think I'm going to go ahead and order uh, the appetizer, uh, the rosemary pancetta. You know, with, with pancetta, I think it's better than bacon because your mouth knows right away 
that it's pig. You put pancetta in your mouth, your mouth says, hey, there's pig in me. And you say, mouth, you're right. There is. It's pancetta. Um, for myself, for myself, you can have it too, though I do think it's a bit of a faux pas when two people at the same table order the same meal. That's just me. Uh, I'm going to get the tagliatelle con funghi. Uh, and what I like about this here is that some people don't, that, that for me, the secret to good tagliatelle con funghi is that you just add a dash of rich cream. Just a dash. And that makes the whole thing simply open up like a bouquet of, well, not roses in your mouth. I guess a bouquet of mushrooms in your mouth. But it makes it open up. But some people don't put that cream in there. And to me, those people could go straight to hell. You feel very passionately about your about your dining choices. I'm passionate about many things, including my dislike of nightingales. What? Except for this one, this restaurant. This restaurant where we're just two well-dressed men eating by candlelight, this small table, the tips of our knees touching, this somewhat dark environment, the wallpaper, uh, appears to be wallpaper of two men fighting in a ditch. That's fine. That's normal. That's, that's absolutely normal. I, I, I'm sorry, Robert. I, I don't think they're fighting. I, well, that's debatable. I, looking at it, it's very dark in here, what with the candlelight, but... The point is, is that genre, we, is that genre fiction is just, it's just a treasure trove of delight. Here, 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 yes. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, in, in terms of, uh, in terms of dinner, I will just take your advice and order, order whatever you like as soon as, uh, what was that fellow's name? Giuseppe, here, over here, Giuseppe, yes. <laughs> Giuseppe, Giuseppe knows me well. Giuseppe is quite the scoundrel. You'll want to make sure to check your wallet and maybe your watch once Giuseppe's gone. Giuseppe, uh, my friend here will have the uh, the roasted duck breast with farro risotto and duck confit. Yes, it is. It is a good selection. Giuseppe's right, you see. It is a good selection. And I will have the tagliatelle con funghi. And we'll like to start off with an order of the pancetta with a rosemary. But Giuseppe, first I want to ask you, how's your wife? Is she still pregnant? Dead. Oh, well, these things. Well, these things. I mean, yeah, these things happen. You have to have your chin up. How are, how are all your other wives? Well, this is, oh, they're dead, too. This is awkward. <laughs> Giuseppe, I love you like a brother. But I have to admit that that uh, having all of your wives die in the space of a week is a little bit uh, suspicious. And I, I'm a little bit suspicious. Oh, they were all in the same van. Oh, well, that's understandable. Well, Giuseppe, I'm very sorry about your van load of dead wives. Yes, ha, yes, it is the Ballari Rosso de Soprano. So cheers to you and cheers. To, yes, oh, you've got your own. Oh, yes. Well, there you go. Thank you. I didn't know you could just walk around with wine. Uh, well, cheers to you and your chin up and your optimism, even though you've got a van load of dead wives. Anyway, yes, food out quick, Giuseppe. We're going to talk about genre fiction. Yes, genre fiction. Aren't we? Well, we we are as soon as oh, yes, as soon as you're done. Um... I'm sorry. I feel like a really good order is like shepherding a sheep up a mountain, in that it's something that you do. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, so, so City of Stairs was a a bit of a novel of a, of a kind that uh, had a little bit of Jean Le Carré in it, mm-hmm. a little bit of a riff on the spy novel, you might say, uh, mm-hmm. couched within the genre fiction that we have mm-hmm. that we have described as such a lush uh, garden, and. What, so, what, what type of novel then might City of Blades be? Might it be a different, a different kind, a different take? 
Well, I've heard it described differently. Some people say it's more of a spy novel. Some people say it's more of a war novel. I think both are true. I also hear that it's a little bit more straight-up epic fantasy, because there's swords and things like that, and people wrestling in the mud, or possibly a ditch. And uh, I would say that it's got a, a little bit more of the spy aspect, because uh, in City of Blades, there's not immediately a body, and she's not immediately consulting with the police, and she has to sort of delicately step uh, through all the local... Uh, policies and parties and factionalism to try and figure out what's going on. So it's a little bit sort of a James Bond movie where they just kind of get dropped off in this not quite exotic environment and have to figure out what's going on. Uh, whereas uh, City of Stairs, I do think, you know, starts with a murder and it is one character pursuing uh, the nature of that murder. Yes. Yes. <laughs> The, you say the word murder with a, with a little bit more relish than I'm comfortable with sitting this close to you. That sounds like a that sounds like a your problem. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, you are the you're the guest after all. So well, actually, you're the guest. You're at Usignolo. <laughs> yes, here, yes, here, yeah, yes. <laughs> here at Usignolo. <laughs> what a peach life is. It sure is. So. uh... Many of your fans, I'm sure, will be delighted to learn that, uh, and you have many fans, I'm sure, as you know, uh, that the most popular character in your first novel, The City of Stairs, uh, Sigrid, is back in the second novel. But but back before the grace of God, or the grace of perhaps uh, Brent Weeks, epic fantasy author, there's a bit of a story there. Would you like to share that? Yes, uh, Brent Weeks blurred my book. I don't know why. He just felt, I guess he had nothing to do. And he blurred my book. And originally, Sigrid, you know, he takes a big tumble at the end of City of Stairs. And he's hurt pretty bad, uh, to the point of almost being crippled. He was going to have to have a cane, you know, things like that. And then, uh, Brent, because I didn't intend to write a sequel. And then Brent Weeks said, uh, Robert, uh, the fans are going to want to see Sigrid doing cool shit. Uh, so don't cripple him. And I didn't. And he was right. Uh, he is, he was extremely right. He's a large man, Brent Weeks. He's tall and broad. I bet he can pick things up and throw them over his shoulder. Would, would you like him to throw you over his shoulder? No, that's, that's absurd. I'd like to see him. Maybe if someone dressed up like me, and then he, he threw them over his shoulder and I got to watch. That would be, that would be a treat. Do you like to watch? Not, not particularly. That's why the candlelight is so low here. That's because I don't like seeing things. Oh. I, yes. Interesting. Well, yes. so um, so Sigrid is back and doing cool shit, as you mm-hmm. say, in yes. the city of, of Blades. Uh, another character is returning, uh, Mulagesh. Mulagesh, yes. Who is an uh, older woman mm-hmm. who plays a, a, a more minor role in the first book, but really takes center stage here. Uh, I recall uh, you and I were... At a, at, at a different location some weeks ago. <laughs> what, a, what a suspect comment. Well, it's true. Yes. Uh, we were at a different location some weeks ago, not here at Usignolo. Usignolo. Uh, somewhere a little less fancy, you might say. I would say divine. And I heard that you uh, were asked a question about whether or not you received pushback from your publisher about yeah. Mulagesh. Yes, uh, because she's a little bit, I, I suppose, out of the normal realm of a fantasy protagonist. Most fantasy protagonists, I think, are about 16 years old and full of starry-eyed wonder and very soft skin and, you know, very kissable. 
but uh, for City of Blades, uh, I wanted to have uh, a character that was mature, had a lot of experience, didn't have any pretensions about the world, and had a lot of doubt. And doubt was the key thing, because this book, you know, I think of my series as about change, and in City of Blades, uh, of course, they have to question that change. And um, I wanted to have someone with a lot of experience so that she would have to question that change. And that was Mulagesh. And she's 54 years old. Uh, she is getting on up there. Uh, she has a prosthetic arm. And um, it was, she was a lot of fun to write. When I first wrote her character in Stairs, it was meant to be a man. It was meant to be a blustery old general that Shara could dupe and control. Uh, but I found myself very bored with that. And suddenly I had an, had an idea of, why not make her a competent woman that simply won't tolerate everyone's crap? And so when I wrote that character, suddenly it was very good. And I was having just a delightful time, almost as delightful as a little trip round the block to Blockbuster in my Kia Sophia. Robert, you're a bit of an eccentric uh, gentleman. I'd, uh, I'd like to think of myself as a bon vivant. <laughs> yes, 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 you're right. You're right. That was very good. So would it would it be uh, unreasonable to suggest that perhaps a, a competent woman who takes no crap like Mulagesh may be somewhat based on uh, your wife who has to tolerate your eccentricities? No, it's, it's actually based on Michelle Obama and her excellent shoulders. That's true. I think they're I think they're marvelous. They really are quite nice. They're great shoulders. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I suppose, well, she really wouldn't be my wife if she took no crap. I mean, that's basically all I have to give in this relationship is crap. Uh, so that's a maybe. Let's chalk that up to maybe, because Robert's not sure if his wife's going to listen to this one. He doesn't <laughs> want to get yelled at. Well, I, I think that uh, Robert Jackson I, Bennett is talking about himself in the third person. Well... One must, one, it's a delicate subject. She's asleep in the next room, and she's very pregnant. And um, that's uh, dangerous, is the word for it. Well, that's, yeah. Well, sure, and, and talking about yourself in the third person can be a little dangerous as well. I understand that uh, your book is in third person present, which is a little crazy. Well, uh no, no, it's not. But I mean, yes, I can see that some people aren't used to it. When I first started writing it in the present tense, it just seemed so immediate and fun and lustrous, almost like drinking a glass of Pali Rosso de Soprano 2009. And it was just such a marvelous experience that I really couldn't go back to writing in past. Because once you think about past, uh, from the reader's perspective, all the action has already happened. So there is a gap or a division somewhat between the reader and what is happening. So I really like to frame the events uh, as, an, let me think here, an immediacy to what's going on. And that's more common in other genres. And I know that fantasy, you know, that my fantasy is not, you know, conventional fantasy. And that it doesn't have a lot of beards and swords and non-consensual sex on a dirt floor. Uh, but uh, it is still fantasy, I think. And uh, I think it works. It looks okay. Uh, and, uh, and, if, and if someone has a, a problem with it, I just can't hear them over this long sit I'm going to take. The Palari Rosso do Soprano, 2009. <laughs> mm. Ah, yes, delightful. Um, the thing about wine is that you can drink it. That's a yes. fact. That's a keen observation from a writer. Uh, You're welcome. Yeah. 
Oh, I, I think I see uh, Giuseppe hey, coming Giuseppe with our food yes, here. Giuseppe. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you, sir. Oh, this looks this looks excellent. This is an appropriate amount of cream for tagliatelle con funghi, in my opinion. Yes, and your your roasted duck breasts are nothing short of succulent. Yes, thank you, Giuseppe. Yes, at at, at which graveyard are all your wives buried? Are they all in a row? Oh, excellent. That'll be really easy. To, I'll just I'll just throw flowers everywhere. I'll just throw them everywhere. Yes. Oh, thank you. Goodbye. Oh, what? Yep, yeah, you've got the wine glass. Okay. Yes, that's... that's. Thank you, Giuseppe. It's kind of weird that he just walks around with wine glass. That doesn't seem... That doesn't seem all right to me. Well, but uh, he's a bit of a rascal. I well, told you that. all of his wives are dead. It's... He, maybe he's, you know, drinking away the pain. It, 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 it's possible. Don't be too fucking soft on him, Justin. He's got a job to do. <laughs> I'm just joking with you. It's perfect. Again, you, 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 you just put me on my heels, Robert. I I, <laughs> I don't mean to. I do mean to, though. I know you do. <laughs> so why don't you say we dig into this scrumptious meal? What do you think? Well, let's 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 do it. Uh, I'm not I'm not a big duck eater, so um, so I appreciate you uh, helping me step out of my comfort zone. Yes, I'm gonna. Yes, you're gonna get out of the comfort zone tonight. Here at Usignolo. <laughs> Boy, this is this is great. I really wasn't expecting a duck tonight when we were gonna talk about the genre. By the way, who's 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 paying tonight? Well, you did say that you get paid for this podcast. I don't know why you get paid for this, but you are getting paid with this podcast, right? Uh, yeah, so I, I do. Well, I, I, it seems to me like Tor. Seems like we can just make Irene Gallo pay. That seems fine. She's gotten my dinner before. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll send her a bill and we'll see what happens. You should do that, yes. We'll what, what you should do is graphically des- – what you should do is say, I've got a new cover I need you to design, and it's just the bill. <laughs> and she'll figure it out. <laughs> that's a scamp thing to do. Well, that's that's really me in a nutshell, don't you think? Yes, I do think. Here, yes. Here. <laughs> Excellent. Really, really learning tonight. So, uh, Robert, as we enjoy this, uh, as I enjoy this confit uh, here on my duck uh, yes. uh, breast, uh, before we got started tonight, it, it came to my attention that uh, fantasy author Delilah S. Dawson was was uh, drawing a bath in which she would be reading City of Blades. Is that a common occurrence to you? Do, do you see I'm very pro-bath. I think it's good to make a good... It, it's like a person's soup. And you just stew in there with all your stuff. And it, that's natural. That's how God intended us to be clean. It's just to stew in our stuff. And uh, I'm very pro-hygiene in this regard. And I think that reading is an excellent thing to do while you're stewing your ass and all that stuff. I think I think that that's what the first what the first novel was meant to do. Yes, was to make sure you really stewed in there like a big weird crock pot. Yes. So that's fine. That's fine. That's excellent. I encourage it. If you're if you don't read my books in the bath, then I think you're a piece of shit. Well, I don't like to read in the bath, though, because my, my thing. My... I will civilize you yet, child. Just you see. I mean, do you do you like like little wrinkly fingers? <laughs> well, I don't know about little, but 
there's a certain sort of aesthetic pleasure to having your body explored by a weird handful of cold, raisiny feeling things. I think that's fine. Maybe in a ditch or a Kia Sophia. These are all normal sensations that one can experience on a long walk that is life in genre fiction. Uh, boy, that's special. Uh. The, the aggressive nature of your personality as we're experiencing here tonight at Usignolo. Yeah, Usignolo. Over this, uh, over this meal. And this, sumptuous meal. And this bottle of wine from 2009, which you have stated <laughs> many times. <laughs> yes. Uh... It, it is from 2009. It is. I, I it can, says it on the label. I'm not. I'm not just lying. That'd I can, be weird. I can see that. Um, but the aggressive nature of this makes me wonder. And of course, we're in political season here. Uh, you know, we just had a, the Republican primary in Iowa has just passed, and and you're so aggressive. I just wonder: are you are you a fan of 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 Donald Trump? Yes. There's a character in City of Blades called Tronald Dump. And he like he just I just copied and pasted things Donald Trump was saying. This was written before Trump was even running. I think I deserve a little bit of credit and foresight here. And it he's basically in there for no reason. And no one has commented on it at all. It's amazing. You can basically put anything on pages and people will pay you to read it. It's weird. But yes, I think I think that Tronald Dump is uh, an insightful character into the interior mind of America right now. And I think that the man himself, Donald Trump, well, I'll put it this way, I bet he smells pretty good. Well, oh, that's that's awkward. Well, I mean, it's true, though. I, I think he does. I mean, look at him. That man is, that is a pampered, sumptuous man. Absolutely. Speaking of smelling good, have you noticed the Twitter feed of... Uh, Senator Ted Cruz's roommate oh, from yeah. Princeton. Yes. Apparently, old Teddy was a bit aromatic back in his Harvard days and might still be. I do not think that Cruz smells good. Just looking at him. He looks like he's always trying to slink away from some some section of air he just stunk up. He, he also wears two watches. Do you wear two watches, Robert? He wears two watches. That's insane. One on each arm. What? Why? Are they different time zones? They, I mean, they must be, right? I, I guess. he. The only reason to wear two watches is if you're pulling a bank heist, and it's for cool reasons. And unless Ted Cruz's whole campaign has been a giant bank heist plot, in which case I'm voting for him, it's inexcusable. It's simply inexcusable to me. Have you considered wearing a, two watches, one for the place in which you live and another for what time it is in your made-up world well i i'm wearing a watch right now but it's fake if you open up the face of it it's a mirror and then i can see myself and that's really pleasant for me look at me here i am huh. yes that's all oh, my 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 teeth are a little bit pink from the palari rosso da soprano <laughs> and they're gonna get pinker whoa well you actually have a little a little something um, huh. I didn't want to say, but you have something on your face, too. Here. 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 Okay. Uh, no. Uh, it's... Uh, it, 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 come on. Uh, there, there it is. There it is. There it is. Yes, that was quite... That was quite significant. What you had on your face. I, I, I don't know that anybody's touched me exactly that way in some time. Well, we all need to be touched that way. Sometimes, if not often... I, I do appreciate you not dipping your napkin into my water before you 
uh, clean my face. That would have been a bit no, much. That would have been a bit much, I think. Yeah. Not like this interview, which hasn't been too much at all. Not at all. Absolutely not. This has been an aromatic and sumptuous and pleasant experience into the world of genre fiction with your two guides, two men in well-starched shirts, dining by candlelight here at Usignolo. Uh, do they have dessert here at Usignolo? No. No. They don't. They don't truck with it. They think it's absurd. Well. They, they, they only serve flesh. And that, to me, that's good. That's fine. You know, eating meat is a lot like having sex. Because if an animal hasn't died, I just can't take any pleasure in it. Well, this has been interesting. Uh, the uh, before we wrap this up, I just I, I just know I need to get this in. Um, City of Blades uh, came out a little bit more than a year after City of Stairs. It was a mm-hmm. little delayed, I think, yeah. uh, coming out. And not to. I certainly don't mean to to suggest that perhaps you took a little longer than you than was expected, but uh, City of Miracles, the next book in the trilogy, uh, seems to be on time. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I just sent that off to my agent. It's about Sigrid, uh, and it's about his adventures post uh, Shara and Bulagash. Uh I can't get into the plot too much because the plot is going to be heavy hitting, and when I tell people what the plot is, I feel like I'm going to have a lot of people mad at me. Uh, maybe as mad as Usignolo is going to be at us when we just fucking run out on the bill at the end of the night. Well, I mean, we just said that uh, that Ivy Gallo was picking up the bill. I don't think that's going to work. I don't think that's going to work. Giuseppe, uh, Giuseppe knows me. I said he knows me well, and I and I meant it. He knows me well. We've been through this before, he and I. This is an old dance we do. I'm trying to get you out of a jackpot. Play along. All, all right. Um... I'll go along, Robert. I mean, you've really treated me well tonight with this... I've uh... got to scratch myself. Sorry, go ahead. Have we finished the wine? Yeah, uh, well, I think there's... Here, hold on a second. There's one sip left. Here, yes. Just a little sip. Yep, yep. (laughs) Yes, delightful. Palaria Rosso de Soprano 2009. You have been a dainty mistress tonight. And I appreciate you. I'm not talking the wine because it's gone. I guess I'm just saying it aloud so that the wine in my tummy can hear it. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. Oh no, no, that would be ridiculous. I said who I was talking to. I said the, I said the whole words, all the words, four of them, and I think it might have said the year. But anyway, yes, it has been just a wonderful libation, a lubrication for a conversational education. What a fun time it's been. That was very rhythmic. Thank you. So I, I haven't written. I, I had it written on my hand. If you see it, it's very sweaty. <laughs> I, I guess. I guess with that, I, I give it that they don't serve dessert here. No, uh, they don't. We could. Uh, we could wrap this up. Uh, I yes. think, and I'm. I'm yes. frankly getting a little uncomfortable. You, so you. You hold your corners of the tablecloth, and I'll hold mine, and we'll scoop it up and just make a big bag, and then just bolt. All right, you ready? All right. Well, I think we need to turn off the microphone first. Otherwise, it's going to get, you know, sauce all over it. Oh, oh, oh all right. Well, uh, thank you for joining me tonight here on, on what is by far and away the most bizarre Rocket Talk episode ever. Were, were, were we supposed to talk about rockets? Because the challenger for me is just too dark. I don't want to go there. I don't know why you brought this up. I'm, I'm sorry. This is not a show about rockets. All right. Well, I think that you named it wrong then. Anyway, grab your corners. Come okay. On. All right. One, two, two. All right, hit, turn it off. Uh-